The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. I want to apologize up front if I sound nasally today. My allergies are killing me. But anyway, uh, just a quick announcement that this is the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Woohoo! I want to take this time to thank you very much, very much appreciate you know listening each week for supporting this podcast. Um, I like to think of it as the little engine that could, but I hope to improve and offer more value as time goes on. I'm continuing to learn as I go. There's a lot more to learn. Um, and if you remember, I took the last week of 2020 off, but that was it. That was the only week I took off. Uh, no seasons here. Every week, my commitment to you, come hell or high water, is to get an episode out to you each Monday morning. Um, if you subscribe, I, I believe there's a notification that comes to you whenever a new episode is available, and it may even download automatically on your device, uh, so you can listen whenever you want. Um, I do put time into each episode to try to keep the quality to a certain standard. Uh, I don't like to just regurgitate what I read or hear, but rather add value, uh, add a thoughtful perspective, uh, what I always say, my two cents. Um, it's not easy. And, and by the way, I wish I could put two episodes out per week or five for that matter, you know, but who knows, maybe that'll happen one day. We'll see. Uh, but I'm learning so much, uh, not just directly related to this podcast, but offline, uh, having conversations with folks, including some of the guests I've had on the show, developing a rapport with many holistic practitioners, uh, starting to conduct surveys and doing various things behind the scenes. And even though it's hard work, it's fun, it's satisfying, and I think it's building towards something big, but we'll see. So again, very much appreciate your support. So as you know, uh, April is Stress Awareness Month. Not to be confused with Mental Health Awareness Month, which is completely different apparently, and is in May. A couple weeks back, if you remember, uh, Jessica Corvo was on the show, and she was kind enough to invite me to present at a huge event she's put together called Mental Health Extravaganza, uh, which will be a combination of live workshops, online of course, uh, on Saturdays throughout May. Uh, but also uh, there'll be testimonials, games, fitness sessions, and much, much more. Uh, topics include, and I'm reading right off a message online, uh, living with Bipolar Disorder, Mental Health for Trailblazers. I don't know what a trailblazer is, but sounds interesting. The Gym is My Therapy. 
that makes sense. I, I like the way exercise makes you feel. Um, music to promote love. Okay, I'll just leave that there. Uh, connection between mental illness and mental health. Mental illness and mental health. Okay. Um, responsibility to proactively manage mental health. To proactively manage it. Okay. Suicide awareness. Very important. Resilience towards social norms. Resilience towards social norms. That sounds interesting. Uh, normalizing personal wellness. Normalizing it. Normalizing it. Okay. Simple ways to promote emotional well-being. Oh, I'm all for that. How to advocate for mental health. Very important. Effects of military on mental health. Very important. And then flow. F-L-O-W in all caps. That's all it says. So I, I don't, obviously that means something. I don't know what it means, but it just sits out there on its own. It seems intriguing to me. Uh, now, for the live workshops, topics include, and, and this may be old by now. Again, I'm just reading uh, on a, a post from LinkedIn. And this is kind of in four parts. There's uh, presence, as in being present, connection, play, and self-kindness. So presence, how to let go of overwhelm. This sounds very interesting because, you know, the definition of stress is just, it's a it's an emotional response to things that you can't control or you feel a loss of control. So if you work really hard like I do and certain things just happen, you know, you could feel overwhelmed. And so this sounds interesting to me, how to let go of overwhelm. I might have to uh, attend that workshop. And by the way, this is all free. Um, so connection, build genuine relations. So this is something that I've actually been more interested in in the last few years is how to really build good relationships, um, deep, meaningful relationships, not just personal, but professional too. You know, it's really important um, in terms of leadership. I might have to attend that one as well. <laughs> um, now, play, turn emptiness into excitement. That sounds interesting. Uh, that reminds me of mindfulness. And, you know, I've uh, there was at least one episode where I kind of talked about, I try to, from time to time, process things the way I did as a kid. As hard as it is, I don't think it's impossible. But the, the point of doing that is that at, when you're when you're a kid, you're not preoccupied with all your responsibilities and things and pressures of, of being an adult. And you can really just see things for what they are. You can just let yourself go and be in the moment much easier. So um, turn emptiness into excitement. Now, it could be something totally different. I could be wrong here. But that one sounds pretty interesting as well. And then uh, the fourth one, self-kindness, expand your growth journey. So I don't know. I might have to attend all of these. So again, it's completely free. 
Uh, and I have to say, given the variety of topics all coming together in one space, it's a very unique event in that way. I haven't seen many events like this. I mean, I, I would say it's probably worth a $100 entry fee, if you ask me. But it's not. It's completely free. No strings attached. I think you do have to register, though, in order to get the actual link. So I'll, I'll put the event bright. It's through Eventbrite. And I'll put the link in the show notes. And I find, if I find out any more details or if I misspoke, misspoke about anything, I'll certainly update the show notes uh, leading up to the event. But for me, I decided to essentially make this episode my contribution to the event just because my hands are so full right now and I just didn't want to add any more stress. Um, as you might already know, I do this on the side. I have a completely unrelated day job. I'd love to do this full time, and I'm working on growing this podcast, uh, as well as launching the My Stress Alarm app in the App Store, which I'll I'll give you a little status on that in just a bit. But I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to share my story. It's such a great event and uh, what I'm working on. So thank you, Jessica, if you're listening. So for those of you who, you know, may be listening for the first time or who may even been been listening for a while now, but wonder who the heck I am. Back in 2000, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, or UC for short, which is an inflammatory bowel disease, uh, one of two main ones, the other being Crohn's disease. Both are autoimmune disorders. Basically, UC causes inflammation in the colon. You can have severe cramping, diarrhea, blood in your stool, loss of appetite, and a slew of other symptoms based on severity. So not fun. So I had a colonoscopy. The gastroenterologist diagnosed me with the ulcerative colitis and started me on a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, which did the trick for a while, at least uh, a couple years. But I would still flare up from time to time, and each time it got a little worse and harder to control. And eventually it came down to needing prednisone. Now, for those of you not familiar with prednisone, it's a common steroid medication prescribed for many conditions. Now, I wasn't fond of prednisone because there's all kinds of potential side effects. And frankly, it scared me. But on the other hand, the flare-up scared me too. It was the worst one I ever had up to that point. And I was really having severe cramping. I didn't feel like eating because you know, goes through the body, it, 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 it makes it worse at some point, I mean, in terms of the pain. And my prognosis just wasn't looking very good. And I had to go to work like this too. I mean, we didn't work from home very much back then. So I actually got the prescription filled for the prednisone just so I had it should I change my mind. And the generic's pretty cheap anyway, so. But I decided to try an alternative approach first because once you start prednisone, you can't just stop. You, you have to wean off of it. You have to kind of go through the whole course of treatment. It's very dangerous to just stop willy-nilly or changing the dose. So anyway, I decided to try Chinese medicine. Didn't expect much, but figured I had nothing to lose at that point. I found a very nice couple, husband and wife, in Wheaton, Maryland, off Georgia Avenue, for those of you who may be familiar with the area. Uh, Both Chinese doctors who ran their business out of their home, as many do. Dr. Betty Pang and Dr. Philip Dai. Yes, his name was Dr. Dai. It's a great name for a doctor, isn't it? Spelled differently, though. Anyway, I got the treatment, went home, 
And to make a long story short, I was dumbfounded by the results. I remember it well. It was truly unbelievable how fast and effective the treatment worked. I certainly wasn't expecting it. And thankfully, with repeated treatments, I was able to go into remission and I dodged a bullet and didn't need the steroids. Yay! Problem solved, right? Finally. Well, not quite. Uh, There were some issues. Like, first of all, they lived 50 miles away and didn't make house calls. And yes, I did try other acupuncturists and Chinese doctors near me. But unfortunately, I never seemed to respond to any of their treatments. Uh, That's a whole other uh, topic I can go into. But uh, another issue was that they were already in their mid-80s. So I didn't think it was wise to include them in any long-term plans. And money was also an issue. I would say conservatively over the years, I've spent no less than $5,000 just on acupuncture and Chinese herbs alone. So that's not counting the conventional side of things like doctor appointments and colonoscopies, lab tests, prescriptions. So even though I was spared having to take prednisone, which was huge, there were still these issues. And this is something that when I uh, discussed this with Jessica Corvo, she made a great point, which was that, you know, just because the acupuncture worked doesn't mean that you should stop pursuing a more long-term solution. You know, that you shouldn't just say, okay, I got the acupuncture. That That's not normal to have to keep running and getting acupuncture treatments. And that's what I would do. I would always run to Dr. Ping anytime I flared up and she would do her thing. She'd do the acupuncture. And she also did uh, moxibustion, uh, cupping the old fashioned way and other things. And, you know, it would go away. But she would always ask in the beginning before each treatment, as she was measuring my pulse and telling me to stick my tongue out, she would ask, how well are you sleeping? And how much are you working? And I would always guess and say, well, you know, I, I slept a little better this week, but, you know, work level was about the same. So I think it was around the 47th time that it occurred to me that she wasn't really asking, right? She was telling me that I'm working too much, not sleeping enough. So I started feeling stupid, quite honestly embarrassed even, that I didn't have a better idea of my work and sleep levels. So I wanted to at least come up with a way to be more aware of that, and it didn't need to be perfect. I didn't need some fancy device that measures sleep or stress. I just needed something that was better than guessing. So I came up with a simple point system, three options to choose from, simple guidelines provided, It literally took me about all but five minutes to come up with the basic gist of how it would work. It's basically a weighted rolling average that could represent my accumulated stress level on any given day. But then I thought, you know, well, now that I have that, why not take it a step further and keep track of my symptoms too? This way I could correlate those two things and identify where the line was that I can't cross or I'll flare up. And this way, I don't have to keep running back to Dr. Peng. So this system I call chronic stress monitoring, because that's what you're doing. You're monitoring your chronic stress, or more specifically, your cumulative stress level. The name of this podcast, Perfect Stress, really refers to that perfect 
level of stress in the context of how much you should work and push yourself towards your goals, which I define as the highest stress level that you can withstand without triggering symptoms. So if you cross that line, you'll trigger symptoms. And if you notice, the emphasis is on productivity. That's a big focus. It's the podcast, even though it's about stress, it's really about your intrinsic motivation, that natural never-ending drive that you have that I believe is innate. It's part of you. It's part of who you are. It's working towards your goals, however ambitious they may be, and how that sometimes competes with your need to rest. But really the focus is on productivity towards your goals because that's how you're getting into this predicament in the first place. This is why you're overworking in the first place. But Getting back to my story, lo and behold, I started seeing results and it really didn't take that long. Uh, There was a noticeable reduction in the frequency and severity of my flares. And because I was now less distracted by that, less preoccupied with health issues, I became more focused than ever on my goals. So it had a twofold benefit there. I haven't had a major flare, by the way, since 2007, and I haven't taken meds in many years. Uh, And of course, when I say that, I'm just talking about what I did. So please always talk with your doctor first before adjusting your dosage or stopping altogether or trying new treatments for that matter. So that's my story in a nutshell. Um, I'll be the first to admit that chronic stress monitoring isn't the be-all, end-all solution. It's it's probably not going to help everyone with stress-related health issues, especially the more severe cases, unfortunately. But the process is pretty simple and the premise is sound. It simply helps you to find that line where you generally become symptomatic and then lets you know how close you are to that line on any given day. And that could be a real game changer, at least for anyone who's already developed stress-related health issues, because it really does, as I stated in the beginning of each episode, help you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering symptoms. So a little more about how the whole process works. Um, I often talk about reactive stress management on this podcast because that's what chronic stress monitoring is. It's a, it's a reactive approach. So in addition to any proactive measures you may be taking, with reactive stress management, you learn how your symptoms, if you have symptoms, correlate with your stress levels and at what stress level you generally become symptomatic. This is what I call your stress threshold or threshold number. And this way you can see roughly, it's not an exact science, but roughly how close you are to triggering symptoms on any given day. And you could decide to either stay the course and accept the risk that day, which could be very low. Hopefully that's the case. But sometimes, you know, you could be stuck between a rock and a hard place. And in those times, it might make more sense to take the risk even if it's high. It's not ideal. I think they call that a dilemma. Or you may decide not to take the risk that day and instead try to reduce your workload somehow or take other steps to reduce stress in order to stay under your threshold and avoid triggering symptoms. So think stress management for workaholics, for lack of a better word. But you become more confident and timely in the decisions you make because they're now data-driven, right? You're now able to take calculated risks rather than just blindly plugging away at your work and goals, having no idea when your next flare is going to be. Now, having said that, I think we all want to be more proactive, 
But I would argue that we all have a proactive side and a reactive side to how we approach our health and wellness, including stress management. I will point out that the reactive is an easy step forward to becoming more proactive, while at the same time reducing frequency and severity of your symptoms, which in turn allows you to be more focused on your goals because you're no longer preoccupied with your health issues. So there's a twofold benefit there. So to me, it's a game changer. You're no longer in the dark. You're much more aware of how your decisions and thoughts around work affect your health, productivity, and overall performance. So to get started, you just sign up at mystressalarm.com. And we are in the process of making major improvements and offering an app through the App Store. And I'll give you a little update on on that in just a moment. Um, But it's going to include graphs. and It's going to be much more interactive. It's also going to provide a threshold number on day one. I'll go into that a little bit. And it'll also look and feel more like a mobile app that you're used to using. Um, We're kind of giving it a facelift in terms of best design practices. But um, rest assured, though, when you switch over to using the the app, all your data will still be there because it's still the same back-end system. But the way it works is each day, typically in the morning, you just answer a couple questions about your rest and sleep. And then you enter up to three symptoms you had, if any, since your last update. And were they mild, moderate, or severe? So that could be an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension, headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or anything else you think might be stress-related. But that's it. Easy peasy. Shouldn't take more than a minute. Now, based on that data, the app measures and tracks your daily cumulative stress level. It also identifies your threshold number, which again is that stress level when you generally become symptomatic. And that number, by the way, will adjust over time as you continue to make your assessments each day and it amasses uh, more data about you, learns more about you. And the app will warn you when you're approaching your threshold. It goes from green to orange to red, uh, which is why I like to call it a collision avoidance system for stress. But as you do this, at least for me, it becomes this sort of game because you don't want to see your stress scores go up, right? And you know that if you squeeze this extra thing in today, whatever it is, then in the morning, you might have to pick the next lowest assessment or next worst assessment and your score is going to go up. And so you start using more discretion when planning your day. You start thinking about the potential consequences of your decisions and about maybe getting to bed earlier and then possibly down the road, mindfulness or other proactive things, but probably not right away, just being realistic here. But the point is that you're starting to think more proactively. And so just a quick update on the My Stress Alarm app. Um, If you've been listening to this podcast, you know we've had time zone issues uh, they are fixed. Yay. And that was huge because I can't tell you how many things that was screwing up. Uh, but now there are new issues like performance, sending automated emails like for password reset, uh, tweaking the autofill feature uh, in case you missed a day and how that affects the stress score calculation, things like that. Uh, but the issues I think are getting less severe 
and getting fixed faster than new issues getting added. So I think we're over the hump, as they say, and we're working through each issue. Uh, But I believe we have momentum now, and it's just a matter of time. And once all these issues are worked out, then we still have to do what they call wrapping the app, which is basically integrating it with the App Store, which apparently is a good chunk of work in and of itself. But bottom line, um, I'm not foolish enough to commit to any specific deadline, but at least at this point, I expect it'll take no more than a month. So we'll see, but hopefully I didn't just jinx myself. And if you're linking to this episode through the mental health extravaganza event, by the time you listen to this, the app may be launched already. So maybe check it out. Again, that's my stress alarm. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you find value in these episodes. I really value your feedback, so please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page, or as always, feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. I want to thank Jessica Corvo again for putting together this great event and inviting me to share my story. Really appreciate the opportunity. Well, uh, again, that's it for this week. Wishing you all good health and success. Stay safe. And again, thank you very much for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.